friends, welcome back to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, I have a bunch of boxes behind me. We're in the process of moving during the time of recording this. And so it's been a wild journey. There's so much that I really want to share in terms of following up our life update episode. If you watched that one, I think it was 41, I believe. Man, God is just so faithful. Like the more we walk forward in faith, the more we just take steps, the more he is showing us things and clarifying things and just reassuring us that he is faithful, that he's with us in it um, amidst all the uncertainties, amidst all the questions and especially the fears and hesitations I initially especially had. But it's just so crazy and so amazing. I'm literally like still processing because we're in the thick of it right now still um, about to move. But it is so amazing how it just sometimes you read the Bible and you're like, it's too good to be true. Like, could he really provide like that? Like manna from heaven or, you know, like our daily, we ask him for our daily bread and just these things that we often say and it's not until we actually are almost forced in a way to live it out that we just realized the depth and the gravity of those words of how his power is made perfect in our weakness and his grace is sufficient like all these things that you read and you're like that's nice but I don't know like if I really get it anyway I'll save the details for another time this episode is actually on the topic of staying connected like emotionally if you're in a relationship dating or you can even use these principles honestly with family with friends um, it's not just romantic relationships but last week we actually talked specifically to those of you who are single who are wanting marriage longing for a marriage but unsure you know how to walk that out and how to really process those emotions and those tensions with God um, that are very valid those challenges and struggles and ups and downs they're all very valid and so that was last week in case you missed it you can go back and watch or listen but this week I figured we could talk to those of you who are actually in a relationship or maybe you want to prepare because that was one thing we talked about was the opportunity you have when you're single to listen, learn, get educated so that when you are in that next season of being in a relationship, you're more equipped about how to step into it well. And so this episode, we are actually sharing a previous mini workshop slash training that we were really honored to have the opportunity to share. It was part of this online uh, virtual summit for thriving relationships and marriages. And to be completely honest, I felt a little bit like imposter syndrome at first because I was like we've only been married we haven't been married that long like three years isn't that long but at the same time I also did feel this nudge from God to to share some things that have worked for us that we've learned that we've implemented in our for me and Alex our marriage and also even in our relationship when we're dating but for those who don't know we actually started off dating long distance it's a long story we'll probably share in more detail another time I think we also have a YouTube video that is the story but a lot of our relationship was based on knowing how to healthily communicate to cultivate our relationship emotionally relationally because we weren't in physical proximity at all because of just how our culture media the world portrays it oftentimes we just jump to physical or sexual intimacy and although in marriage it is so important to have that what a lot of people don't actually talk enough about is the importance of having a healthy foundation emotionally and spiritually to connect you and it intersects with your physical intimacy as well. It, it creates that openness and vulnerability and unity, you know, in your marriage. And so we share some really practical things that have helped us in hopes that it can also help you if whether you're in a relationship or preparing for one in the future. We hope you enjoy.
What's good, everybody? We're excited for the topic today, staying in sync. A little bit about us. We unintentionally met through a Facebook group. It was not a dating Facebook group or anything like that. We were just fans of a YouTuber who had a Facebook group, and we just accidentally met on that Facebook group. So this picture here is us meeting for the first time in Sydney, Australia. So I was living in Southern California. She was in Australia. And we have been married for three years now. We were both tech employees and now we're entrepreneurs. So we have our own podcast and then I also do life coaching as well. We're really passionate about integrating emotional, mental and spiritual health really to help people find healing and wholeness, overcoming generational trauma, and really getting you to more freedom and wholeness. We love doing business, do ministry together, we do life together, but as you can see, this list is quite a lot. So there's definitely a need to stay connected as a couple. That means more intentional boundaries, more intentional times of connection. So we have this number, 29%. What in the world is 29%? It has to do with relationships. Yes, that's, that's a clue. That's one hint. 29% of couples in the U.S. reported feeling emotionally present and connected with their partner. That is not a lot. 29 out of 100 people believe that they, they feel present and connected, which is absurdly low. And that number should definitely increase. So we're going to show you how. So I want to start off with this quote by Amy Bloom. Intimacy is being seen and known as a person you truly are not the person that you're trying to become or what your husband or wife expects you to be but just who you really are and this ties in well actually with what chris and nada were saying even earlier about intimacy not just being physical but also at a soul level and that's what we really are passionate about talking about is how do you create a deeper connection where you enjoy being with each other you can do life together you can uh, spur each other on and encourage each other instead of only feeling intimate in a physical sense which is important too that's all part of it but but yeah, we th we just wanted to point out like the 29% of emotional connection is truly low if you think about it. Our hope is that that will increase as we continue to talk about this and lean more into emotional connection. What causes disconnection? Here are just some of the many reasons. Some of the top ones I would say from this list that I can personally relate with are just busyness. You know, you have a lot going on. It's hard to just like stop what you're doing because you have so much on your plate or you have an endless to-do list. Also, even and conflict avoidance. Conflict is actually a healthy, good thing, but sometimes we can be afraid of it because of our backgrounds or past pain and experiences that we don't want to talk about hard things, but it's actually a very healthy thing to grow your relationship even stronger. And another one I think that is very common is just ignorance. Like, I think a lot of the times people grew up in environments, and both me and Alex, our families didn't talk about emotions. Like, what are our feelings? What is emotional connection? Like, it's just, it's not normalized. Um, so we grew up with with this environment and this culture and so we weren't equipped about the tools and also the importance of why this matters so really we have two parts to what we wanted to share today about very practical tips to be connected emotionally with each other and your relationship that we've personally firsthand learned you know just balancing business ministry life together and the first part of the two is making the time with anything if you want to see growth and results and just produce fruit you need to invest the time 
time. There's no way around it. Oftentimes in our society, we just want the shortcut. We don't want to get the quick hack or fix. But the whole point of a relationship is you spend time with each other and enjoy it. So here are three rhythms in terms of your time that you can adopt, you can modify. They're just ideas. So don't see this as a rule book. It's just tools in your tool belt. The first one is having a daily, what we call connect time. We're like, I want to connect with you. That's literally what we say. Or, you know, if our schedule is busier in the day, we'll be like, when do you want to connect? And so just really establishing a regular daily rhythm of I want to be connected. I want to know what's going on in your mind and your heart, not just talk about the circumstances in our lives or logistics. That's really important, especially when you become parents. You know, you have so many things to juggle. You're trying to figure out logistics in your whole family and household chores and everything and who's driving who. So having this connect time, what we're doing, we don't have kids yet, but we really wanted to establish this rhythm before we have kids so that it's not something we have to like relearn later. And we love it. It's like our favorite time of the day. And so here are just some examples of connect questions. I won't dwell on this too long. Feel free to take a screenshot of the screen if you would like. But these are just some questions that we personally ask each other. Um, we don't ask all of them. That's a lot. But just, you know, some we choose. So for example, how are you feeling? Like it's a very basic question, but really identifying what's your emotion that you're feeling right now? What are some things you're grateful for for today? This actually stems from the fact that we used to say, how was your day for the longest time? And then we realized like, who are we to judge if like a day is good or not? Like everything technically is good <laughs> if you change your perspective. So instead, we've been asking, what are you grateful for? What has challenged you today? And what have you learned today? Which is actually a much better perspective. The second rhythm is our weekly date nights. So these are non-negotiable slots on our calendar that we love. It's always a highlight of our weeks. And we try to stay unplugged or be on our devices minimally um, just to not get distracted because that can really make you absent-minded. And so it doesn't need to look fancy either. Um, on this next slide, we actually have these five easy and low-cost date ideas. Actually, a couple of them are free. And there's just so many ways that you can you know, make memories together and get out of your routine and mundane everyday routine. We actually have 60 of these ideas for free. So you can have a picnic, you can explore an area um, that you haven't really been before, like nearby. You can go to a $5 movie on Tuesdays. You can even have a dance party at home or in the car. We love carpool karaoke. So little things like that. And then the third one is a shared journal. So this is more, it's an optional thing, but I just highly recommend some way of like asking deeper questions to each other beyond just the daily connect times. So I'll just give you an example. The journal that we use and we've started using is called the Together Marriage Journal. Together Marriage Journal asks you all these questions. You journal down your thoughts and love letters to each other. And it takes like five minutes every week, but then you get to talk about it. And it's super sweet. And it's one of our favorite things to do together now. Yeah, Alex and I will talk about communication tips. Yes, so important. So here's three communication keys. The first is, do you want a vent or a solution? I can't generalize for all the dudes who are listening or watching this, but sometimes we have a default to fix things, whereas women just want to be listened to, or sometimes it's vice versa. Mm -hmm. One communication tip is just to ask your spouse, do you want to vent or do you want a solution? And that will drive the conversation, which helps a lot. It also helps to prevent triggers because this used to happen where Alex would want to vent, but then I thought he wanted a solution and I would get frustrated that he's not listening to my solution that I'm offering so that I would get triggered and he would get triggered feeling like, why is she not listening to me? So this is really like getting you on the same page. Second one is practice active, non-judgmental listening. The focus here is non-judgmental. It can be very difficult to not judge 
someone. Like if your partner says so and so, I had this situation. It was so hard. Blah 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 blah. It's easy to default to, well, why didn't you do that? Or you know, like very judgmental accusations. But really, just listen as what it is. Maybe there's a lot of things going on underneath. Maybe your partner is feeling stressed, or maybe they're just reminded of some generational triggers. There's a lot of things that could happen. So I would just look at it at a neutral lens. And then the third communication is having a ten to one. Positive deposits ratio. This means for every negative deposit, there's ten positive. If you can think back on your life, you often remember the more negative, the criticism that you got, or the the fight you got in, and we often stuff down the positives. That's why there's a ten positive to one negative deposit ratio. And the whole point of like a deposit is you're depositing these positive feelings and interactions so that you can withdraw when there is something more negative or you know a critical conflict. Or criticism, it just basically buffers that and makes it feel much more safe. And like, okay, I know this person loves me, believes in me, affirms me, and this negative interaction doesn't feel so overwhelming or weighty. And so here are just examples of deposits.、Um, this is from the Gottman Institute. If anyone is curious, they are one of the experts in research on marriage and relationships. So negative deposits are criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling, which is like giving you the silent treatment or being emotionally unavailable. Positive deposits. Are showing appreciation, like thank you so much for doing the dishes. I really appreciate that affection. It could be physical, or it could just be, you know, I love you and things like that. Kindness, humor, listening, which Alex talked about, and validation. It's very related, but it's basically like validating that person's emotions and experience, even if you don't agree or you don't understand. One example is Alex. Often he struggles with what we call the B word, which is feeling bored, and I never get bored. I don't understand. What it is like to be bored, but I've learned over time. I'm like, okay, I understand how you would feel, and that's okay. You know, just validating his emotions rather than being like, what? Why? Why are you bored? That makes no sense. So just to recap, the first part is making and prioritizing time. So again, you can do daily connect times, weekly date nights,、um, and also a shared journal, which is optional, but just some kind of way to consistently check in on each other and your deeper needs and.、Um, Hopes and dreams, and what's going on, and also you know exchanging those love notes and affirmations. And then the second thing is to communicate to cultivate your relationship because your words matter. Your words are either sowing death or sowing life, and so you want to make sure what you're saying from your mouth is giving life to your relationship. It's like watering a plant. You need to keep watering it instead of letting it dry out. How you do this is you clarify your need. Like, do you want to just vent, or do you want a solution and help? You listen actively and non-judgmentally to create a safe. Space for vulnerability, and lastly, make regular positive deposits.、Um, your goal should be at least ten to one ratio. Although honestly, it's limitless、um, in terms of how much you can do positive. I think we probably do a lot more than that. We just want to end with this quote from Dr. Gottman from the Gottman Institute: "The key to a lasting marriage is not just staying together, but staying connected." And again, that's all about being attuned to what each other needs and are feeling and are going through, so that you can support one another in the journey, not just. 
just um, physically, intimately, but intimately in terms of being seen and known and loved. If you have any questions or you want to unpack things further with us, we can connect with us on social media with the trans, T-R-A-N-S, that's our last name, or you can also get one-on-one coaching. Yeah, so if you ever struggled with anxiety, comparison, or identity issues or generational traumas, which I'm sure most of us have, then my coaching can help you find more healing and wholeness and just freedom in general and improve relationships. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We really hope that it helped you and encouraged you, gave you some ideas for what to implement, whether or not you're in a relationship or in a future relationship. We hope that it kind of equips you with some knowledge and some thought starters. There is so much more on this topic we could unpack, um, but we really want to know, you know, if you're interested in it, we'll talk about it, but let us know in the YouTube comments. In the training, we also mentioned we have a resource with 60 free date ideas that are either free or very low cost. If you're interested, you can download it on the link below with the trans.com slash dates. I hope that it gives you even more ideas and inspiration for some fun things you can do, whether you're in a relationship or want to do it with friends. Like it's such a great resource because oftentimes you think we have to be so dramatic or lavish or spend a lot of money and time when really there's like little things we can do to just spark joy and wonder and fun in our lives and create new memories, which is so, so core for keeping that flame alive and uh, cultivating just a stronger connection between you and your loved ones. And we'll see you back again next week for another episode on how to do life God's way. 